everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the running free head, which you will get if you listen to the last two episodes. Anyways, um... Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share thoughts with you, and even play some games sometimes. Not this time, though. We're finishing our series about preparation. And we're not going to talk a lot about how we don't play, because we did that the last two episodes. That is true. So, uh, we're going to be talking about session prep. Mm-hmm. Preparing for a session. We started big. Um, if you've been listening, if you've been keeping up, we started about like prepping system. The, very, system. the very game system, the engine on which your role-playing game runs. Uh, how do you prep that? What do you want to do before you actually start playing? Then we talked about campaign prep, which basically is story prep. So, like, coming up with story beats, right? Yeah. Yeah, and just... It the broad strokes. Down to, what yeah. are, where does it take place? What is the What are the rules of this world? What are all the, you know, main important things? And what is, like, the main thing that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Now, so you've done that. We're assuming you've done that, and now you're like you're running adventures. Is all working. So, session prep, the prep that you do between individual gameplay sessions. Yes. Um. So it's not an episode about like oh, orga- here's you know, new organization method breaks the internet, mm-hmm. or like you know, organization method that teachers hate. It's yeah. not. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not going to be anything like that. We're not gonna, um, we're not gonna tell you how to think about this or how to organize your your ideas and your notes. Um, you already know what methods work for you. Yeah. We don't know what kind of learner you are. We don't know what kind of like organizational methods you prefer. We're not going to tell you like prep real quick by just mashing these two things from a yeah. uh, from a table together. Mm-hmm. So. It's not that we're just trying to uh, share our experiences and hopefully put them in a context that will help you spend less time prepping and avoid over prepping. Mm-hmm. It's not bad uh, to over prep, but it is no. um, kind of a time sink. It, it is a time sink, and I think like there there's tremendous value in over prepping yeah. because like obviously you do it because you care about it, especially in like the world building and the you know. Like, the background information, that stuff yeah. is just fun. And even if it never sees the light of day, it can be mm-hmm. enriching to you personally. So it is um, it is not bad to, it does lead, to uh, prep it, and develop. It does tempt, though. Like, if you overdeveloped, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I really want to get to this thing. Yeah. Uh, you might cut short some really good role-playing yeah. going on. So just like, to, like, make sure something you know, happens. And there's a the you Christians know. say avoid temptation or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So over prepping, not bad, but we want you to waste less time, and yeah. we want more of what you do prep to matter. See or, the table at, see the on table. game night. Yeah. Um, also, this is not like how to prep for session zero. Uh, we are assuming that you've already. Done that done part. that yeah. and this is just the regular now you're session. starting gameplay or you're several sessions in yes how do you prep between sessions this is the stuff that we think you should think about when you are doing that prepping yes so 
Uh, we're going to be talking about the encounters because encounters is everything. So you're going to have to think about those. Uh, then progression. So advancing the story forward. The end point of a session, and we had a whole episode. Well, it was a half an episode because it shared with starting and stopping. But end point. Mm-hmm. How do you find a good end point? How do you prep for that? And then, of course, uh, you know, it's still on the board. Prepping with your players. Communication with your players. How to include your players in the prep. What that will gain you. What What is that going to net you and what you might sacrifice by not prepping with your players. All right. So encounters. Um, all types of encounters exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, like, you're prepping a session, um, I like to follow, like, well, our thesis of everything's an encounter, right? Mm-hmm. So... And an encounter consists of something the players can interact with mm-hmm. and a number of possible results. That number could be yeah, one. It could only go one specific way because you've set it up where like a thing has to happen. Or it could be infinite and you mm-hmm. you know, you just have no idea how your players like, can handle something. For but, example, one that only has a specific ending is a fight to the death. Yeah. Somebody attacks the players and they fight until the players kill them. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I was going to say, you know, Game Master forbid uh, the NPC kills the players, but, like, maybe that's good. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I could, total party yeah. wipe can be really fun sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so that's an example of an encounter ha- ending. It's one It's one. Ha- way. Yeah, having, having, like, one set yeah. ending. But that's, yeah, that's yeah. our idea of what an encounter is. Something for the players to interact with and some sort of result based on that interaction. Yeah. And then that leads you into the next. You narrate the little bit in between mm-hmm. and now you're in the next encounter. And if you break role playing down, that's basically all it is. Yeah. Right. So like I like to have in my sessions, I like to have um, a good ratio between fighting and other. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, other is a big category right? right there's like environmental hazards there's npcs to talk to there's other you know challenges there's environmental um exploration mm-hmm. which could be a challenge or it could just be the environment it could yeah. just be like you know describing the environment as the players work their way through it and maybe they try and do some stuff in it players also create encounters out of nowhere yeah they'll be like can i try this and you're like uh okay let me check real quick what role that would be. All right, give me the role. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly it's an encounter because you don't know how that role is going to go and something's like, going to happen. I want to make horseshoes for my horse to make it go faster. It's like, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, let me just... Mm-hmm. All right. I guess, yeah. Let well, me roll. With, let, it might be hard. See. Something. But, yeah. So, encounters, many different types of encounters. Think about what you want to have in this session. Well, what do you what do you think about like? Because I was I was gonna get to a ratio and like I can't have actually put a number on it, but like probably like at least one to two, like I'm, one fight to every two other. I yeah, I like to have. Well, so when I like when I design a one shot, when we were when we were doing that more regularly with a kind of a rotating group of people, um, I would organize it with like five encounters and i would want three of them to be fights 
and then two of them to be other things. So you go, you you went heavy on the fighting. I would, but then what I would do is I would consolidate the fight encounters if I was running long or, you know, because these were one shots. We were trying to, like, complete them in an evening. If it looked like the pacing was off and we weren't going to finish it on time, what I would do is consolidate combat encounters into each other and make, like, two separate combat encounters, one encounter where I would lose some of the guys from one of them and be like, this guy shows up halfway through, and it's all one encounter now, it's one fight, but it reduced the time and, you know, turned two or three things into one single thing. Try and keep the environmental puzzles or the uh, the NPC interaction, whatever. Whatever's not combat, try and keep those. But... This is that's very subjective. Your players might want different stuff. Sure. I mean, if your players want a dungeon crawl, there should probably be me almost more all combat. Crawling yeah, and than, than... some traps or something. Wait, no. More dungeoning and less crawling. Am I right? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Because crawling is slow, or yeah, just I don't know. Because it's, it's the, the joke part. didn't yeah. work. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a good format, but it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't work. But yeah, I would say so. In the interest of not over prepping, I would say think of three to five encounters. Well, that that works for our like for two to three yeah hour sessions, for our right? two to three hour sessions. I don't know if what you guys are going to do. If you're like madmen slash like aliens who like don't have like stupid chores to do and yeah, stuff, and don't have a running, schedule. You're running, like, all-day sessions like we used to do when we were, like, in... I guess it was school, right? It was school, is what it was. Everyone was either, you know, in undergrad or starting post-grad stuff. And that's when we had time to, like, play a 12-hour Saturday. That doesn't fucking happen anymore. No. Or if you're, like, you know, in high school, where you can just... Yeah. If we'd started in high school... We'd have, we'd have played some adventures, boy. We could have played some fucking adventures. Um, so, the thing to keep in mind for encounters, or the thing that I keep in mind for encounters is, uh, in every system I've played, combat takes, takes the longest. The longest. Yeah. So, if you're going to wait heavily on the combat side, you need to plan less encounters. Yeah. And I guess I should walk back everything I said. We are not... <laughs> We we set out telling you we're not telling you how mm. to do it or like you know by the numbers anything. Well, you we, just said the way that works for you, right? Um, but we're we're saying this is what you need to do if you're session prepping. You need to think about what are the encounters that are yeah. going to be in this session, mm. and the considerations that you need to think about mm. are how long are they going to take? How long yeah. is this session going to be? And you know how am I going to like bridge the gaps mm-hmm. between them right because like combat right i want to break this down uh combat is every player gets a turn and every enemy gets a turn right so if you have a party of five and five enemies you know a ratio of one player to every enemy that's 10 turns mm-hmm. in a round yeah and like you know and then I'm not going to spiral into, like, you know, the D&D hit point system and how that's just, you know, it turns into a slugfest and it's bullshit. Ah, I'm going to stay on track here. Mm. So, like, you know, a good fast combat 
is probably a player turn takes a minute, right? Yeah. Like, just because, like, they got to think, they got to read their sheet, you know, analyze what's the best move for me right now. Oh, hey, anybody, you know, anybody uh, got a better idea real quick? Okay, no? Okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's a pretty fast turn a minute. That is a pretty fast turn. And, you know, good players will know their character sheet and they'll be like, this is what I'm going to do. And they'll have, like, two turns locked and loaded. They'll be like, this is what I'm going to do unless I can't when it's my turn. And if Mm -hmm. I can't when it gets to my turn, then I'm going to do this instead. Not everyone does that, though. No. Um, You know, some people are on their phones and it's like, hey, it's your turn. Hey, it's your turn. What? Wait, what happened? What? Who? What? And then it's just like, okay. And then you got to spend, you know, 30 seconds, another minute, minute and a half reorienting them. And then so, like, combat takes fucking forever. It does. There are ways to alleviate it, I would say. Mm -hmm. I I try, especially when I'm doing D&D or D&D style stuff. Um, I do group initiative for the bad guys. Mm. Like, they take one turn. Doesn't matter how many they are well, or what they are. And I They try go and at have, the same time, but they have separate moves. Well, yeah, they have separate... But I do all of them at once. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. bad guy one, bad guy two, bad guy three. And at the most, I'll have, like, a, you know, an over bad guy. You know, like a, a knight who's, like, ordering the foot soldiers... And his turn will be slightly separate, but it'll still all be all the bad guys in a group initiative, and then the player initiative is what is actually rolled for. Because you want it to go as quickly as possible so that players are playing, not listening to you. Yeah. Um, That's definitely a thing. Uh, In combat, to make combat go quicker, no, like... You Good. should know damn well exactly what a what bad guy is going to do. do. And it sh- there shouldn't be yeah. any, like, oh, measuring or, you know, yeah. reading spells. Like, you should know as soon as it's a bad guy's turn, the bad guy does this, mm-hmm. roll the dice. Okay, resolved. Because... On to the player's turn. Even, even not getting a maximum efficiency out of the enemies, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. Yeah, you're supposed to lose the fight. Yeah. But... We are, uh, we're digressing. We are We're digressing. talking about session prep. That's about how to run combat. And I, I don't think we said any bad advice. That was all good advice. But that's not what we're trying to I talk about. I don't even about. think we got that far off. We were still talking about time considerations. Right? Yes. All right. Encounters. You need to think about how long they're going to take. I got to get some WD-40 for that fucking chair. It is. It comes through. Is that through. irritating you? Yeah. Well, I, I've just been listening to a lot of our episodes recently. Okay. And it does You can hear this? Sometimes. See, you can't even do it on... Per- there it is. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, I just got to get some WD-40 on that. Um, you know what we need? What we we need, need to, like, lower this by two-thirds. I don't two-thirds. It goes lower. I know, but, like, with a hacksaw. <laughs> we lower the table and we sit in beanbag chairs. Okay. Put it. Uh, put a requisition <laughs> in um, for beanbag chairs. Okay. Encounters. Anyway, There's lots of different kinds of encounters. You need to think yeah, about what's going to yeah. be in your session, how long they're going to take, and how you're going to bridge the gaps between them. Yeah. Um, and I think another point to hit on the encounters is uh, you can fail a fight too, but it's mainly for like environmental challenges and mm-hmm. stuff. Like what happens when they fail? Yeah. Right? Which leads into the next thing about progressing the story. Right? 
Failure happens. Failure does happen. So if nothing's gonna happen though when they fail, if if the results if the result of failure is they roll again or someone else tries until they get it, skip it. Yeah. There's like there's no point for that to be a roll. Mm. Right? Like if it's something that needs to happen, like they need to find the secret door, mm-hmm. then just narrate that shit. Don't make it like, oh, search yeah. the room and then or everybody... travel. Yeah. You know, travel is a really sure. great, like... That's a time... What, what happens when you fail a travel roll? If you don't have a plan mm-hmm. for that leading to something, yeah. don't have them roll for traveling. Right, like if they just, oh, you guys are traveling with a wagon and you guys all roll bad for driving the wagon and the wheel comes off and you spend a couple hours fixing it, that's fine, but don't like have them role play all that. Yeah, shit. role play all that. Just the say thing. Yeah. because like maybe you unless know, like it's gonna lead to something else, like a bandit oh, attack or wait, you know, yeah. It's... Wait, let me bring it home. Okay, man. yeah, bring it home. Forget what I said. Right. So if now I lost it. They were they're traveling and like you roll for how good they drive the wagon. The wagon wheel falls off. And it's just about like time, like, oh, they get to the town at dark. Mm-hmm. Narrate that shit. Yeah. But if it's like a time pressure situation where like, oh, they got a sick kid in back that needs to get to the town, maybe they're like, you know what? Fuck fixing the wheel. We're carrying the kid and we're running. Yeah, we're leaving. Right. And then the plan changes. Something yes. interesting happens. Or bandits attack. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if failure doesn't result in anything except trying again. Probably Don't doesn't bother. even need to need to have a roll, mm-hmm. but like you know, if you're just trying to keep your players on your toes and like you know, roll for it, then just narrate, narrate past yeah. it. You know, get get things going again. Because I say that there's some benefit to that. Be like, uh, give me a, I don't know, give me an animal handling roll for for horse. driving the horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't go great. This horse. He doesn't like driving a cart. Mm. You rolled bad. The you know it just takes longer. Yeah. But you arrive at the same place that just led to a little bit of flavor. Yes. Now. But that's like a quick you know thirty second yeah bit. That's right? literally all it should take. So, uh, because we do recognize that things need to happen, whether mm-hmm. it's a one shot or a campaign, mm-hmm. stuff needs to happen in the session. So when you're prepping. What are the things that need to happen? Mm-hmm. You need to know, like, okay, this is the session where we, like, begin the dungeon. Yeah. And in this session, I need to, like, expose them to the stuff in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that need to happen. Or, you know, it's, like, this is the thing that needs to happen. They're meeting this NPC. So one way or another, they're going to meet this NPC. Once you know the thing that needs to happen... You can plan the encounters for it to happen, and you can, like, make them more flexible. You can make it loosey-goosey and be like, they need to meet this guy. I know that needs to happen. I'll leave it up to them what they do when they Mm -hmm. get to town. But somewhere, Mm -hmm. they're going to meet this guy. Right. And in in my experience or in my writing, when a meeting needs to happen, it needs to happen because information needs to be passed to the players. So the important thing... That needs to happen is not actually that they meet this NBC, it's that they get the information. Yeah. 
Right, so if they completely fuck up meeting the NPC, which has happened before. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, that'll like, fucking happen. Ugh. But that's. Oh, I think I think what you said is like you cut to the quick of it. What is the thing that needs mm-hmm. to happen when you're session prepping? Cut to the quick of it. Yeah. Maybe you think this session is where they need to meet the NPC, but it goes fucking wrong. Yeah. And like, ooh, they're not going to meet this guy. Why would this guy be here? They're off doing this. Mm-hmm. You need to change it. They need to, like, find a note on the floor or, like, find a dead body with something in his pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Change it. The thing that needs to happen is the information being passed. Right. Boil it down to whatever that, like, core... um, That story... writing... Yeah, yeah, that story element. The story element. You need to boil it down to that so that you know you can make it happen. And if you do boil it down to that, Mm -hmm. then you got, like, ten options. Yeah. Maybe they meet the guy. Maybe the guy comes and finds them. Maybe the guy's dead, but he's got it on his person, yeah, you know. Uh-huh. That if you if you boil it down to, the, like, the nugget of pure information, then you have a lot of freedom about how to mm. deliver it. And, like, not to say that every meeting is always that. Uh, that's just kind of in my experience. Uh, sometimes they need to, like, oh, you need to meet uh, the bad guys before you fight them because it's going to come up. Mm-hmm. in my story that's cool too that sounds really interesting I'd love to play that story hit me up on my DMs um, <laughs> anyways um, so yeah things that need to happen uh, figure what those are and like get those in your head and like how am I going to get the players there right um, which is like a plant right you plant something for it to build off, you know, speaking about information, right? You plant a note on a corpse that the players find and it says, we know, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and then like, the, I'm going to have, I'm going to have some good, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Stuff like that. Uh, I watched a video last <laughs> week about why that's a great quest and, mm-hmm. you know, how it's just excellent writing and yeah, it is, it's very cool. Because you like you do the contract, you're like, no, I'll murder this guy, and then that was their plan all along is to like wait to recruit somebody. Very fun. You get sucked into a whole thing. Yeah. Actually, a whole you know shitty because like then you like get a if you're into it, you like you get a family, and then like the family gets betrayed and murdered, and it's really sad. And like <laughs> I spent so long the first time that happened trying to save everybody, and you just can't. You can't. You just can't. <laughs> you just can't. Anyways, so that gets into the planting and payoff, right? I was going to say real quick, it's way um, easier in Elden Ring because everyone's just dead anyway. Yeah. Every time I like think I've progressed something and I go try and find somebody, they're just dead. Or they're not there anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I just look everything up. It's stupid not to. That game's <laughs> so inscrutable on purpose. Oh, man, I don't even try to understand I talk to somebody, if they don't give me anything right away, I'm never going back to them again. Anyways, um, planting and payoff um, in progressing the story, right? Now, these are are things I feel like we've talked about before because there is an overlap, as we mentioned last episode, between Mm -hmm. dungeon mastering, game mastering, and being a writer, being Mm -hmm. an author. Planting and payoff is... That's a tenant of storytelling. Yeah. Well, I think it, they really came up in our um, background. Um, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. About know, like backstory yeah, and characters. background. This is where, so you have, when you're session prepping, you think about the things that need to happen. And that was a lot about like information that needs to be delivered, basically. Beats that need to occur. Um, now, what needs to be planted? What are you planting so that you can pay it off later? Or what did you already plant last session or however many sessions ago that's going to pay off now? Mm. Like, maybe they, like, they've adopted this NPC and they really like him and he's, you know, going along with them on their adventures and helping. And that's the plant that you did a while ago. And now comes the payoff where he betrays them. You need to know when that's going to happen. You need to have thought about that ahead of time down to the session because when you pull something like that mm-hmm. you don't want to stumble through it you want to pull that off smooth yeah you want to stick that landing for yeah. sure uh right so like sessions should... and you need to stick the landing at both ends we're talking yeah. about planting and yes. payoff talked about there payoff be... as the betrayal you want to nail that but you also want to plant him yeah. well this this mm-hmm. npc this like adorable goblin that they adopt right even um, even if it's a one shot, there should be some planting and payoff in every session. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that comes to mind is like your Avatar Day ripoff one shot that we did. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to plant some stuff. Yeah. In the beginning, you plant like people are mad at us. There's accusers. There's characters in the village mm-hmm. who are mad. And like even though the payoff is just the case being resolved, yeah. you know, it's. Like, oh, it's this guy. It turns out it was this guy. Or, like, this guy was accusing you, and now he, like, gets his comeuppance. Because, like, now well, he's fucking wrong. You, stuff like that. I'll tell like you that. what a good plant and payoff was in that. Is when I planted that, like, the old man was kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sharif was all hard on, like, oh, the old man did it. And then, like, he was just being creepy because he was banging a, a wedded wife. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was really good. That was fantastic, like, red herring murder mystery. And, yeah, players will latch on to stuff like that, which is great. So yeah. you got to plant it well. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy's acting cagey. And yeah. I think we, like, broke into his yeah. house. Uh, and turned out, yeah, he was just, like... Having an affair. He was just a slutty old man being slutty and had nothing to do with the murder. And we terrified him and, <laughs> yeah, broke into his home. Yeah. So planting and payoff. Right. Uh, whether it's like that, where it's, you know, red herring, it should still be happening in every session. Yeah. Whether it's a one shot. You don't, you don't have to pay stuff off in the same session you plant it, but you need to think, am I planting anything or am I paying anything off this session? Um, Um, Because you can pay off stuff that like happened a long time ago and like maybe not even in the, in the play sessions, player backstory. Yeah. You know? You can grab some payoffs. Yeah. You can take a thing where like, oh, you know, this guy's estranged from mm-hmm. from his abusive family. Yeah. And then like one of them is at the tavern after they get back from a dungeon. He's like, oh, hey, little brother, it's time well, for you to, you come know. Home. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, I don't want to deal with this. But yeah. now like, oh, yeah, what exciting out. hook. Uh-huh. Because, you know, what bad news back at the at the family castle is he fleeing from? I'm. I'm developing already because right? that's exciting and fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, progressing the, the story. How are you going to do that? Uh, and story doesn't necessarily mean a large campaign. No. 
could be a one shot. Yeah. But even in a one shot, things need you to happen. Usually plant stuff. And there's plants. And you want to pay them off by the end. And there's payoffs. So speaking of the end. The end point. We now, did do an episode. This is separate from the idea in a campaign where you're talking about, like, how do you want this campaign to end? Right. What do you want the... What is the ending or what are the different endings that your party can get? Mm-hmm. This is separate than that. This is the end point as far as, like, time and budgeting. We did a whole episode about when to start and stop, how starting and stopping can, you know, facilitate drama and storytelling, but also mm-hmm. about, like, accommodating people's schedules and shit. Yeah. Right. You do need to think about this. Yes, yeah, so when you're coming up with your session plan... Whether that be a very detailed outline or just in your mind palace and being like, okay, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Think about the ends. Uh, You know, how much time do your players have? Do you have, right? Like, oh, is this going to be a three hour, four hour? Maybe it's a quick two hour, Mm -hmm. right? So think about that and be like, okay, I'm going to budget and... This is a skill that I think has really developed or over time, right? Is knowing how long things take it's an, for my players. It is right? an art, not a science. Yeah. And you will get better at this mm-hmm. as time goes. And you will probably have, you know, some of those sessions that just like, oh, this is not going great. And we need to like end. And we talked about that in that same episode. Go listen to our starting and stopping yep. episode. You know, take a picture of the game board. Mm-hmm. Write down on your phone notes the turn order and like highlight whose turn is next so that when you come back, it can be smooth. Mm-hmm. But what you want to do is avoid that. Yeah. So, you know, so think about it like, okay, if this is like an ongoing campaign, it's a lot easier to, um, find a good stopping point than it is. If it's like a one shot where like, if we're never coming back to this again, I wanted to have a good ending. So think about like, and like what Cosmo was saying earlier with the encounters, like if he's running short on time, he cuts he cuts some combat and mashes you know yeah. two groups of enemies together, and like you know he tries to cut the the non combat stuff last. Yeah, right? I try and try and preserve that because you know, I, generally speaking, combat is cheap mm-hmm. and it takes so long. It is it is easy to throw a couple things on the board and make a combat encounter. Yeah. There is mastery to be attained. There is, you know, there's good combat encounters and lazy combat encounters, but throwing together a combat is pretty easy. Yeah. So try and keep the other stuff. Try and keep the traps, try and keep the conversations, try and keep the the puzzles. Mhm. So, thinking about it, I don't think I've ever run short like, I've always mm. been, like, oh, pretty good, and then, like, ran, oh, Some 30 stuff. minutes over long, or had to cut stuff. I one time ran short, but it's because all I prepped was, like, one kind of big combat encounter, and mm. it ended up taking not very long. Which one was that? In the spooky down under. There's a bit where you guys, like, went to an old farmhouse, and there was, like, some zombies and some yeah, alligators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, like, a fight on a farm, uh-huh. and... It ended up going really quickly, and you guys got what you needed, and we're like riding back to yeah. The but then quest that vampire giver. showed up and scared us. Uh, yeah, but like, but then that was it. Like, I I ran out of time, or <laughs> I ran out of stuff, mm-hmm. and then we were like, oh well, we planned to hang out for the whole day. 
Um, doesn't happen very often, though. I think your thing is much more common where, yeah. you know, hopefully you budget your time well and you don't cut too much. Mm-hmm. But it's much more likely that you're going to have to cut something than you're going to end up with more time than you yeah. have content. Yeah. So, yeah. Over prepping, not a bad thing. Um, but you should have, like, you know, a stopping point in mind. A stopping point in mind and a, and a sense of, like, how long things take and for stuff you and to your cut, party. You know, if, oh, if something's got to be on the chopping board. Yeah. You know, like, what's your order what of triage? Yeah. What needs to happen? Yeah. What is necessary and what is, like, bonus? Right. Because exactly. you're probably going to have to cut something. Mm. If you're a sicko like me, <laughs> you're going to have to. Um, which is a great segue into prepping with players right mm-hmm. so like talking talking to your players communicate with your players communicate with your players up on the board there we have i think well okay i i would say belabored this point but i don't think we're ever going to stop because it is the answer to so much stuff yeah. for you guys to just like you're a group of friends and you do this for fun mm-hmm. so you should be in communication it's basically a soundbite at this point. yeah um so i feel like we can pretty quickly just like reiterate some of this stuff part of Uh, prep is planning and scheduling mm -hmm. yep you can't role play without everyone there so do your planning and scheduling that is part of prepping for your session if you know how long your session is going to be it's much easier to plan for Mm -hmm. it um or it's less wasteful right yeah if your players you know get that first be like what day are we playing cool we've got a date what's everyone's Mm. time when does everyone, when does one person have to leave? Because yeah. that's it. If one person has to leave and you're like, okay, we can hang from like 11 to four o'clock. That's my time. I know I've got this time to work with. Yep. And then of course, you know, like, oh, so-and-so can't make it. Oh, okay. Um, that doesn't always mean you can't yeah. play. Maybe, maybe we still play and I change up my session. But it's way better, mm. you know. Because then you're like, ah, oh, is someone going to, like, play for them? Or we just, like, pretend they're not here for this one? It's way better if you know if someone's going to make it or not. Because mm-hmm. then you can change the session a little bit. And right. be like, this is happening and this guy is over here because he's not here today. Right. Whatever. Or, like, um, I think I think that's how it went with uh, Enzo. You remember Enzo from the time vein, right? Yeah, everybody Listeners. remembers Enzo. Um, he was running our D&D thing and... Cosmo couldn't make it, and one of our other players couldn't make it. So, oh, we can't really do story, but like, hey, I'm gonna do a pub crawl. Mm-hmm. Great. And we session. were we were playing D and D in the Forgotten Realms, mm-hmm. and our like team home base was Baldur's Gate. So he yeah. like he made up some taverns, or he looked up some taverns, and he created a really cool pub mm-hmm. crawl adventure right. format. That uh, when he comes back around to Denver, I'd really like to get well, him talk in the about studio because that, that was a great one shot. Yeah. It's it's a great format for mm. inserting like right. one shot in a campaign to like do a mystery crawl is yeah. very fun. Um but but anyways, that was a pivot because the whole party couldn't be there, so But we still want to play. Still want to play. Know? Let's do it. Uh yeah, so I think that about covers uh prepping for a single session. Mm-hmm. Um I would say I have one more thing to add. Um, you reminded me because brought up Enzo and the you know fun thing that he came up with. When this, when we started doing this show, I mean, you know, it was 
It was a little bit ago. It was a while ago. In that intervening time, faithful listeners will have heard Enzo on the show a couple of times. You will have heard his 10-episode arc as a game master for us doing a spooky Western. That was really cool. Um, I think it's worth... It's worth explaining why we do this prep, why we're doing this prep series. Basically, everyone who gets into this hobby eventually, like, wants to be a game master. It's very rare mm-hmm. that someone, you know, comes into Stays contact with this forever. and that's all they want to ever do. Even if they don't actually get to doing it. Because it's very, it's a daunting amount of work to be a game master and run a campaign. It can even be really daunting to just do a one shot because like maybe you're not a performer maybe you're not a like center of attention person i never thought i was but then i was like no i got too many stories like (laughs) and now game mastering gotta gotta keep game mastering but everyone ends up wanting to like run their own stuff even like even uh some other players that we only played a couple times with that were new to the hobby, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you guys have a podcast, and you, yeah, you know, do all this shit. Why don't you come play with us in our D&D thing? And we did some with them. We did. We don't play with that group anymore, but they are off doing their own thing, and mm-hmm. two of them are game masters. their own game masters now. Yeah. It propagates, and no one comes into contact with this hobby for very long without thinking about, like, how they would do it and mm-hmm. wanting to run something themselves you start getting stories that you want to tell you start thinking of you know cool scenarios cool adventures cool encounters and sometimes that's all it takes is just like the the seed idea of an encounter Mm. and suddenly you're building off that now you're a game master which is why we thought this (laughs) prep stuff this three episode series about prepping from the macro down to the micro would be helpful and yes so hopefully it is, um, and if not, hopefully it was entertaining. Yeah, at the very least, we strive for that. At the at the very fucking least, <laughs> we could at least be mildly amusing on the air. Yeah. Something to listen to in traffic, or like you know, to fall in the shower when you can't really. I don't know. Anyways, okay, so um, shower podcast. Well, you you, you listen to book and shower, right? Uh, yeah. Well, no, not no, since no. not since my wife got rid of our little speaker, because oh. she wasn't using it. And I was like, well, I just use it for book <laughs> when I shower, and I don't take very long showers. So no. yeah. All right. Anyways, okay. So <laughs> uh, uh, prepping for a session, um, we talked about uh, encounters because encounters are everything. Mm-hmm. So thinking about like ratios between. Uh, All the different types. And types and whatever, um, and how we like to break those down. Um, then we talked about progression. So, like, how is it going to progress in this session? Mm-hmm. What are the things that need to happen? What are the story beats? What are you planting? What are you paying off that you already planted? Yep. You think about those things. Uh, and then bringing it to an end, whether that be uh, a one shot, like, conclusion or. And just like a checkpoint in mm-hmm. a campaign. Where do you end the session? Not just story-wise, but also time management-wise, yep. people's schedule. And that leads into the last bit, prep with your players. Fucking right. talk to your players. Fucking talk to your players. You can't play without scheduling, first of all. And the more you communicate with your players, 
the better everything's going to be because then you can account for people not being there or you can mm. adjust the amount of content in a session. Yes, very important. But yeah, that was session prep, the conclusion of our little mini arc of preparation advice, I guess I would call it. Prep, you know? prep, 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 prep. Prep for your sessions, prep your campaigns, prep for the system you're going to run. We did all of it, baby. Count it. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Two-Headed Game Master. Join us next two weeks, one and a join half. Join us for yeah. our next episode. Join us Join us in, in 14 days for another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. In the meantime, check out our website. Com. I whispered that under yours. Go to 2HGM.com. We have a uh, we have a form there for contact and feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We also have links to our Twitter and Patreon. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're fun. Join us on Patreon. We need money. Discord, Discord, and Discord. you get to hang out on Discord with us. We actually like you know we play over Discord. We have stupid conversations about the best Mountain Dew as a <laughs> role playing game character, which apparently people liked. Seems apparently. insane to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But whatever. Yeah. Uh, we also have the Eclipse Engine, 10 Minute Dungeons, uh, a Dungeon Creator Worksheet. We are working hard, hard at work on Afterlife, our original game and setting, a post apocalyptic role playing adventure. We are uh, speaking with artists. We are finishing the final draft of the book, and that is going to be coming at you later this year. I don't know when this episode's going to air. We're shooting for uh, an October-November release. We like to do yeah. Halloween I mean, stuff this episode and the birthday of the podcast, our year podcast. Mm -hmm. This podcast rolls over in years in November. So, yes. um, yeah. So stay update or you know stay tuned for updates on Afterlife, uh, where you can find it and where you can buy it and yeah, buy it. Mm -hmm. When it's ready, we'd love it if you bought it, because then, you know, we'd make a little money. And if it's shit, then tell us and we can make something yeah, else. Yeah, if it's shit, fucking... We're never going to deliver you something good unless you pay us money for this product and tell us what's wrong with it so yeah. that we can later fix it. That's the truth. So, you know, this is going dog. on. We'll let you know. Uh, it's probably going to be drive through RPG, uh, maybe a couple other... Places. Places. I'm not totally sure how the print-on-demand and self-publishing stuff is going to We're going to get our marketing team on it. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's it's going to be available, and <laughs> if you just want the PDF version, it's going to be affordable as fuck. I, I feel like we can say that, right? Yeah. Certified, affordable as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song, Pontilla's Finest, as the intro and outro to our show. And we will see you next time. See you next time.